Defining moments spotlights a particular moment, incident, or case that either led the writer to a career in physical therapy or confirm why he or she chose to become a physical therapist or physical therapist assistant. This essay, titled Food for Thought and Action, was written and is read by Ann W. Jackson, PT, DPT, MPH. She is a senior fellow at the University of Chicago's McLean Center for Clinical Medical Ethics. Margaret had been living with debilitating, complex chronic pains for more than five years. Riding in the car was difficult for her. In many ways, it simply felt wrong for me to ask her to come into the clinic for sessions because for her to do so was taxing. Physical therapy transforms lives. It empowers people. It brings hope to those who need it most. But people can only experience transformative care if it's provided in a manner that works for them. Physical therapy can be inaccessible for many patients due to financial limitations, time restrictions, limited availability, and insurance red tape. But what about those whose access is hindered by their pain? What about individuals whose social anxiety makes them dread the idea of sitting in a waiting room or exercising in a busy gym space? What about people who cannot find childcare or take time off from their job in the middle of the day? For that matter, what about those who can make it to the clinic but then struggle to translate what they've learned into their home environment? I was employed in the outpatient department of a rehabilitation hospital when I came up with the idea of adopting a mobile outpatient model to serve people who would benefit from receiving physical therapy in the home but did not qualify for home health provision because the difficulties they were experiencing did not qualify them as homebound per insurance regulations. At the hospital, I had pretty much every resource that a PT could ever want. Still, many of my patients were struggling because they had to come to the clinic to be seen. Patients had difficulty getting transportation. They had symptoms flaring in the busy waiting room. They told me things like, I wish you could come to my house for a session, and the stairs in my house are just so much harder to go up and down than are the ones here at the hospital. So the work that we do here doesn't translate very well. I discovered through countless hours searching the internet and social media that many other PTs work or want to work in a mobile or house call model. My defining moment was attending a continuing education course led by a Canadian physiotherapist who operates a mobile practice. That was when I realized that this idea was not far-fetched. I wanted this kind of practice for my community. I wanted anyone whose needs were not being met by traditional care models to have access to the kind of expert rehabilitation I could provide. After much deliberation, I decided that I shouldn't expect someone else to make this happen. I needed to do it myself. I had zero business experience. I knew nothing about forming a limited liability company, the state regulations involved, tax ID numbers, marketing, or accounting. It took a lot of time and reading to get up to speed on all of that, but I was able to do so without needing to hire outside help. Requirements vary by state, but Nebraska's, fortunately, are straightforward. Abundant business creation resources are available online, and existing mobile therapists were very generous in sharing their knowledge and experience. I soon found myself holding the official letter of incorporation for Hope First Physical Therapy and Wellness, LLC, and resigning from a secure job that I loved. I hadn't aspired to become a business owner. In fact, when I was in PT school, I told family members that I'd never choose the hassles of owning a clinic. That remains true. I still don't want to own or lead a traditional physical therapy practice. Even now, having jumped into the deep end of business ownership, 
I regard myself as a reluctant entrepreneur. Nevertheless, this business model works well for me and, most important, for my patients. I operate as a hybrid practice that is primarily self-pay, but also accepts Medicare so that I can offer mobile services to older adults. For patients with Medicare, billing is done in accordance with that program's guidelines. Because I do not participate with any other payers and my overhead is minimal, I can keep my fee schedule very competitive, lower than that of many traditional outpatient clinics. This has been especially beneficial for people with high-deductible private insurance plans, as well as those who have exhausted their therapy benefits and are paying fully out-of-pocket. Many patients with more comprehensive insurance coverage nevertheless choose self-pay because they appreciate the value it provides. Patients can seek reimbursement from their insurance provider if they choose. In addition to low overhead, I keep my equipment to a minimum. I do this in large part because my goal is to help my patients be as independent as possible in their natural environment and because I must transport all my equipment in my compact car. I tap my own and my patient's creativity to use on-site objects and furniture for interventions so they needn't worry about purchasing special equipment. I carry standard vital signs, cleaning, and safety equipment, a portable treatment table for manual therapies, a few resistance training items, a foam balance pad, a portable floor or tabletop cycle, and a deck of playing cards for cognitive, visual, and fine motor work. With these items and what my patients have on hand, I've never felt lacking for anything during a therapy session. My extremely low overhead and minimal equipment have provided an additional benefit during the COVID-19 pandemic. Even with limited patient care, at this writing in late spring, I've kept my practice running without significant financial strain. I've been providing services to appropriate patients via telehealth, and my experience guiding individuals to use whatever equipment they have at home has helped ease these patients' transition. Marketing my practice is all word of mouth. I dedicate time every week to connecting and developing relationships with people in my community, including other small business owners and health and wellness providers. Just 5% of my clients come from physician referrals. Getting back to Margaret, she was my first patient in my mobile practice. When I walked into her home for our initial appointment, she was completely at ease. She no longer had to worry about the potential fragrances of people around her setting off her allergies or having to exert the energy to shower immediately upon getting home due to chemical sensitivity. She was able to sit on her most comfortable couch while we talked. Margaret walked me through her routine and showed me what she was struggling with in her home environment. Because I choose to see only four patients per day, I was able to spend an hour and a half with her without worrying about meeting external productivity standards. I was able to focus on our conversation instead of documenting during treatment because I knew I would have ample time for notes after our session. I did not have to wonder whether time spent providing her with encouragement and support was supportable as medically necessary according to her insurance. And I no longer had to worry that Margaret would find it difficult to translate what we were doing to her daily life. I'd given myself the opportunity to do what I always was meant to do, provide effective, compassionate care, and help my patients move and feel better without distractions. Since I opened my practice on August 5th, 2019, many patients have told me the mobile model has been transformative for them. They've shared with me how working in a therapy gym made them anxious and how much more comfortable they feel doing therapy at home. They've told me how helpful it is to practice activities and learn how to set up exercises in their own environment. 
They've expressed with excitement that they can now give 100% to their therapy sessions because they no longer need endure the draining challenge of getting to the clinic. Leaving traditional care has been eye-opening. I've discovered how profoundly working outside the standard model benefits not only my patients, but also me. I have learned how rewarding it is to work without being constrained by arbitrary insurance limitations. I have relished the ability to be able to meet people where they are, both in a literal and a figurative sense. Mobile physical therapy certainly is not for everyone. Many patients benefit from specialty equipment, enjoy the social environment of a clinic or therapy gym space, or simply prefer to go to a clinic for care. Many thousands of wonderful PTs work in traditional clinics, but I feel I am now providing physical therapy services in its best form for both me and for the population I serve. This has given me hope beyond the challenges posed by COVID-19 for a future in which all people have access to truly personalized health care. My patients have renewed hope for a future characterized by less pain, more function, and a great deal more joy. And when you have hope first, anything is possible. This has been an APTA podcast. APTA members can access the latest podcasts and transcripts at www.apta.org podcasts.